Hello and welcome to How About Them Huskers. My name is Will Noter Francesco, and I'm joined, as I always am, by my grandpa, Husker Dan from Husker Max, in the beautiful city of Omaha, Nebraska. Grandpa, how are you doing this fine Sunday in February? Peachy keen. Ooh, okay. Uh, <laughs> hey, look, use a dictionary to figure out what that means. But uh, well, you go to the <laughs> geezer. Go to the geezer dictionary. Yeah, yeah, Yoki, yeah. Um, <laughs> whippersnapper, whatever else you can think of. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Well, we got a bunch of stuff to talk about today. We got Husker men's basketball to talk about. We got Husker women's basketball to talk about. Baseball and softball to talk about. Some football news. Um, and and so much more. There's always there's always something to talk about, which is which always blows me away. But uh, before we begin, just some quick reminders. This is the only podcast hosted by a grandson and grandfather team that I'm aware of, unless somebody emails us in and tells us that they're doing that. But I, uh, it's it's a pleasure to work with. Or not work. I don't know. We're not getting paid for this yet. Really, it's just for fun <laughs> mainly. So, uh, <laughs> but uh, but uh, yeah. So this is the only. Uh, grandson grandfather podcast uh out there that i am aware of uh if you want to follow us you can go to uh we have an x uh you can x account you can follow hbt huskers pod over on x we post things very sporadically uh and and um and then uh if you want to email us you can email us at huskerdanatcox.net or hbth podcast at protonmail.com uh either of those two will work you can send in ideas questions thoughts whatever we'd love to hear from you guys um, and, and thanks again for downloading and for and for uh, listening to the show. So let's move into some Husker basketball, Grandpa. And holy cow, they won their first road win of the season against Indiana. It can happen. They can do it. They can do it. So I think they're what – or not not first road game of the season, first road game of the Big Ten conference yes. play. But still, yeah. that's huge, huge, huge. They've had a lot of opportunities against Rutgers, Illinois. Uh, I'm sure all the Husker fans remember those games, and, and especially the Illinois one were so close in overtime and then ended up losing that one. But what were your thoughts watching this game, Grandpa, and and how does it kind of feel now knowing that Nebraska kind of has broke that curse of the of the road losses? Well, you know, uh, we were talking earlier that, you know, it was great that Nebraska beat – well, they beat number one Purdue. They beat number six uh, Wisconsin at home. Uh, and I don't, I wouldn't maybe necessarily put this win over Indiana in that category, but certainly yeah. getting that first ro- conference road win is, is big. And I think it cannot hurt their, their positioning for NCAA uh, play after that. No, no, it definitely can't. And, uh, I mean, they just played, they were up 51 to 31 at half and then, right. In the in in towards the end of the game, Indiana cut the lead to three. Yeah, and uh, and then you're just thinking, oh my goodness, like this is going to be another yeah. one where the, the the Nebraska just is so close to getting that elusive Big Ten road win, and then fumbles it against a team that really isn't that good. Right. Um. In the in the grand scheme of things, and it should be a game that Nebraska should win, and it'll look bad on their tournament record, and then they'll drop seeding and maybe not be in the tournament because of it, but. I think they mostly have their spot locked up for right now. It's really funny. Uh, Gonzaga is a team that's on the bubble this year, and it's wow. kind of weird to think of Gonzaga being on the bubble and Nebraska being a lock in the tournament. Usually, the Nebraska is nowhere close, and Gonzaga is like a consensus number one seed. So right. uh, I'll take it. But um, yeah, it's it just a really good game all around. We had a bunch of guys in, in double figures. Uh, Casey Tominaga had nineteen or eighteen points in the first half. Uh, he had four for nine from three point range. 
Uh, Demarcus Lawrence came in and really saved the game in the second half. Yeah, uh, he had yep. 19 points overall, five for five from three point range. It's rare you see someone hit that many threes, uh, and, and not or take that many threes and not miss a single one. Uh, Bryce Williams at 18 points and uh, Juwan Gary at 15. So just there's a lot of guys that can do it for Nebraska, which is good, which yep. is a good thing to have. So, um, but. They're playing uh, at home against Minnesota for a chance to get to 20 wins on the season. <sighs> Imagine that that milestone is just crazy. Do, I mean, Grandpa, coming into this year, do you think did, did, were you thinking at all that Nebraska would reach that? I mean, obviously, in our in our in our hope of hopes, we would hope that Nebraska would get to that. But coming into the season, I didn't have the expectation that Nebraska would get to 20 wins. What were your? Are you surprised no. by this team at all? Yeah, I am pleasantly surprised. I don't think the talent is is you know fantastic but they play really well together they hustle and um you gotta will nebraska get its first ncaa win i don't know maybe that's a little premature but but uh, I, nothing would surprise me with this they could end up playing in at the chi health center in in omaha yeah in the tournament. um if that happens then it's a home game for the huskers uh we can only hope for that, but they first have to get an invite, you know, and that's, I think that's, I think they're getting toward that point with, with their resume. I think, I think they should be. And now they're just positioning for whatever seed they're going to get. Correct. Yeah. I think you're right. And I, I, I'm looking real quick right now, but I think they're projected as an 11 seed. I could be wrong about that, uh, but right now they're not projected to play in Omaha. Uh, oh, actually they are. Sorry. There are 10 seed projected to play against Florida in Omaha as of the latest bracketology from ESPN. Um, so, man, that would be so much fun for, for oh. the Huskers there. And, oh. um, geez, like, I mean, I, I, ticket prices are going to be sky high for that um, if, if that ends up happening. But uh, we'll see. We'll only, we'll only know, I believe, March 17th is Selection Sunday. So we'll see. But uh, – it, it's going to be fun watching this team in the tournament, regardless, because uh, they will not. It, whatever game they play, in, it'll be an inter- it'll be a fun game to watch. They don't get blown out a lot, and when they do, it's because they played really poorly. And I don't think that Fred Hoiberg's going to let them do that in the NCAA tournament. And those players aren't going to want to do that either. So, hopefully, hopefully um, next week we we can be talking about two twenty one uh, Nebraska basketball teams. That'd be the men's oh and the women's. <clears throat> I mean, that'd be crazy. Yeah, that would be insane. And, and and let's move on to the women's. Actually, they're at nineteen and nine on the on the season as well. Eleven and six in conference. They've won five of their last six games. Yeah, uh, they've started two freshmen in all of those games. Natalie Potts and no, no, Logan Nisley. We've talked about both of them. Uh, Natalie's from uh, O'Fallon, Missouri, and and Logan's from uh, Bismarck, North Dakota. So, I mean, those two have been playing outstanding. Uh, Natalie Potts had 18 points and 10 boards. She had a double-double against Northwestern in their home win, <clears throat> in, in Nebraska's home win uh, there. I, I believe that was, I want to say, Thursday or something like that um, <clears throat> of this past week. Uh, they Nebraska won 75-50 to 50 over Northwestern, and that was that was a good win to get. Northwestern was is not good, uh, and that was something we worried about. Maybe they'd trip up for a second because they've been playing such hard teams recently, but no, they, they just kept their foot on the gas and won by 25, so I'll take that. 
Um, Nisley played really well in that game too. She had she finished with twelve points, five assists, and four rebounds. I mean, you talk about an all around player. That's what you want him to do. Uh, it, it, Natalie Poss is a contender is a candidate for the Big Ten Freshman of the Year. Yep, yep, um, yep. So that's just crazy. Uh, Saturday, we, we had talked. Excuse me, Will. Uh, yeah, no, a year ago, when we were doing uh, one of our podcasts, we talked about the recruits coming up, and we talked about uh, Potts and 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 Nisley. And then now you see at freshmen, they're playing at a, they're starting, you know, in a power five organization, a winning team, a tournament team, most likely. Yeah. And I think that is just incredible. Potts is a, is a great player. I, and then, then you look at, and we'll talk about Britt Prince a little bit later, but she will come on board there with, uh, with Alexis Markowski and those two ladies and, uh, uh, you know, Jazz Shelley's going to be gone, of course, but it's it's kind of exciting about about what Amy Williams is building there. I believe. Yeah, I would agree. I would agree. Um, I think that it, it, you said Britt Prince. We'll get to her in a minute, but this team has just kind of been like it. It never feels like there's going to be a oh no, what do we do now? Kind of kind of thing of like oh, Jazz Shelley and Markowski leave. Okay, what do we do now? Like right. there's there's a little bit of that obviously because you can't replace people you can't clone anybody and just replace the same person with the same skill set but it's not like a oh no panic moment like we don't we, we had one player and now we're gonna suck uh, it, it's just that this team's just been building like they were in the w they had the down year last year when that were in the WNIT a uh, year before that they lost in the first round of the NCAA tournament as a as a nine seed um, <clears throat> this year they're probably gonna be in there as a nine seed as well and maybe win we'll see they've been playing better i think than they did uh, two years ago but you have these freshmen that it's just like saturday uh was was senior day for for these girls against uh, minnesota they won that game as well uh 70 to 51 <clears throat> so nice to send the seniors off with the with the win in the last home game but um i mean it's going to be kind of weird next year not seeing Jazz Shelley on the floor, not seeing Maddie Cruel on the floor, all, all, all these girls. Um, but uh, it's just like there's not – I'm not worried about it, though. I, I mean, it's not, it doesn't make it worse that they're leaving. Cause I, obviously, you'd like them to stay as long as they can. If they if they could just stay in forever, you'd just have that happen. But, like, it's not that big of a deal to me to say, oh, okay, well, hey, we'll, 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 Britt Prince, can, we can bring her in. We'll have her uh, and, uh, and Jazz, you can – you can move on. You'll be part of the Husker family for a long time, and a lot of people won't for a lot of people won't ever forget what you did for the program and and the, and the way you played in some of these games. Um, <clears throat> so, especially that Iowa game, I feel like that was kind of Jazz Shelley's like peak Husker oh, performance yeah. game, and one that will live in the in the in the in the Husker sports lore for a long time. Um, just hitting the three uh, to really seal it against Iowa, and and then uh, yeah, it, so sad to see those seniors leave. Uh, Jazz had 16 points against Minnesota on that on that Saturday. Uh, Markowski had a double double as well, 10 points, 12 rebounds, uh, and they finish their home schedule at Pinnacle Make Arena, going 13 and three. Uh, that has got to be one of the most difficult arenas to play in, no matter what. Uh, it, it, just considering the men's team is 14 and one, 15 and one there. Uh, and the, uh, and the women's team is 13 and three, four combined losses. Uh, that, that's what 29 and 29 and four, um, for, for combined for both those teams at Pinnacle Bank Arena. That's pretty darn good. Yeah. Yep. Uh, the women close out their, their season on 
more on, on the, actually today, sorry, uh, at no, no, next week on Sunday, uh, at Illinois, uh, to end their, to end their regular season. So, uh, they will probably be at 20 wins, uh, as well. If they can get the Illinois game across the line, which I, I believe they will, they want to get to that 20 win spot. So, uh, your, your thoughts on the women's team here, grandpa. Yeah, I'm just really excited. Uh, uh, I just, this is, this is really good to be a springboard for Brit Prince coming in next. Uh, well, I, I'd be actually the the summer uh, of this this summer, and uh, but it's you want to get to the tournament. That's the goal of every Division One team. They want to get there, and uh, this might be Amy Williams' uh, chance to do that, and maybe maybe win a game or two. I mean, that's that's the other thing. I think that would be just incredible. Yeah, yeah, definitely, and I I think. Like imagine having both our basketball teams win an NCAA tournament game oh, in whoa, one year. That would be insane. So much fun. Um, yeah, Nebraska, as I said, is projected as a nine seed right now. They're playing in Columbia, with uh, South Carolina, as of projected right now because that's how the women's tournament work is the highest seed in each little region. They determine hosts just it, it, just because they don't – I guess they just don't have the funds to invest in it. I don't know why, but – it's kind of funny to get the home atmosphere a little bit, but um, so we'll see. But their selection Sunday is the same day as the men's, I believe, March seventeenth. So we'll see then. Big Ten tournament has has yet to uh, start up, but I don't know. I don't think Nebraska will be able to win that. I'm pretty sure Iowa's probably got that on lock, but uh, we'll see. Nebraska and Ohio State are the two teams that have beat uh, that have beat Iowa. So. We'll see. That's kind of interesting. <laughs> I just thought about this, but uh, Nebraska and Ohio State on the men's side are the only two schools in the conference to beat the best team, Purdue, in the men's conference. And then Nebraska and Ohio State are the only two women's teams to beat Iowa, the best team in the Big Ten conference. Um, anyway, wow. um, <clears throat> so we'll see. But we keep track. We'll keep track of that uh, Big Ten tournament as it shows up. Uh, hopefully they get to 20 wins on Sunday uh, at Illinois to end the regular season. So, uh, all right, Grandpa, I'll throw it over to you for our Britt Prince update. Yeah, yesterday they played at home. Uh, there was a, uh, a district uh, playoff game, um, and they they played Blair, which is not a great program. But and they they beat them seventy three forty five. The the Elkhorn Wolves uh, have have two really great players. One of them, of course, is Britt Prince, who so we keep talking about her, and then McKenna McKenna Murphy. She's headed to Colorado State in Fort Collins, where you live. Yep. And uh, in that game, uh, I think Murphy had 25 points and Prince had 30. I don't know about rebounds and assists and all that, but but that's, <laughs> that's crazy. <laughs> it is. It's just it is really. And, and McKenna Murphy transferred from Fremont last year, so uh, interesting. And then they're both seniors this year, so they're they're heading off. But they'll play uh, Thursday. Uh, they play uh, 16 and nine Scotts Bluff team on Thursday at six o'clock at the PBA. And then the winner of that game plays Friday at 1.30. And if they win that one, they play in the Class B championship game on Saturday, March 3rd at 1 p.m. So I will uh, try to be watching all those uh, all oh, yeah. those games. Yeah, we'll break that down next week. I'm yeah. really excited for Britt to come in. And and, uh, and I know it's way too early to put her in the same league of Caitlin Clark, but uh, don't be surprised if Britt Prince uh, is makes her own – her own mark by the time she leaves uh, Nebraska. 
Oh, she totally will. I, it's going to be so much fun to just watch her play. And as we were talking about before, having Jordy Ball in really, I guess it'll be, this will kind of be interesting, that all the first seasons for Nebraska will kind of line up now that Jordy Ball's out for the season this year for softball. Uh, Jordy Ball will be healthy, back, ready to go for <clears throat> Nebraska softball. You'll have Britt Prince on the women's basketball side and then Dylan Rola for the for the football side of things. So, Yeah, they're uh, three generational players. And we they're be playing in the same year. That's going to be just incredible. Yeah, I mean, that's just going to be crazy. It's going to be so much fun to watch Nebraska sports in these coming years, and it just the upper trajectory is just so clear. Uh, it's going to take uh, something drastic for that not for 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 just not to keep continuing upward. And I'm not saying Nebraska is going to be playing for a national championship in the next two years, but it's going to be a lot better. They'll be playing for some New Year's Six bowls, I think. And I mean, maybe with the expanded playoff, maybe they sneak in there some year. I don't know, but we'll see. Um, anything else you have about basketball before we move on to no. some to the diamond here, Grandpa? All right, yeah. let's go to some baseball. Uh, we got some more injury news on the Husker baseball side. Uh, third baseman Joshua Overbeek, uh, he hurt his hand during the Oklahoma game. Nebraska lost that game 8-7, I believe. Um, and uh, they are – he's a junior from Cincinnati, uh, Ohio. He was batting He was batting 417 uh, in the number two spot for, for the Huskers. He's going to be replaced by Dylan Huft, who's a redshirt freshman from Parkville, Missouri. Uh Rhett Stokes is a junior from Roswell, uh, New Mexico. He may also get to play in this in this absence uh, as well. But Overbeek's going to be out for about a month. Uh, your your thoughts on this injury here, Grandpa? Yeah, the injuries are just part of the game, obviously. But uh, he's not going to be gone for the whole season. He's going to be out maybe for three or four weeks. So we'll, hopefully, we get him back. That'd be great. Um, but they were in that uh, Grand Canyon. Uh, well, they're playing in Phoenix. They played Grand Canyon State uh, on Thursday. They won that game. And then, um, uh, let's see, then Friday, they really snockered them 11-1, to 1, same team. And then last night, I was listening to the game, and they lost 5-7. to 7. Um, and, uh, and then today uh, – the same two teams play at one o'clock today. So uh, they're, yeah. they're playing right when we're doing this, this podcast. Yeah. I'll see if I can get a, an update for you guys later, but yeah, I mean the, the best, the, sorry, not basketball, the baseball teams at three and three. Now um, I don't, I think this is kind of expected as we talked about with the, the softball team, it's not bad to be at 500 at this point in the season. Cause you're still trying to figure stuff out. That's why you go to all these invitational tournaments and that kind of stuff. The baseball season is so long that it kind of makes some of the regular season uh, irrelevant, especially the beginning of it, unless you're playing, like, really good teams or you're losing to teams you definitely shouldn't. But even then, like, number one, Wake Forest, I think I talked about last week, they lost on Sunday of last week uh, to a, a random FCS school. I forget who it was. It was, like, North Carolina S State or something like that. No, it's NC State. I don't know. Anyway, uh, but uh, – it just just some random team and it doesn't matter because they're like they'll make they'll probably get to Omaha it, we'll see but uh it's not it's not a drastic problem to be three and three right now and lose to Grand Canyon State once okay it might not f look good but it's not it, it, we have the concept in our minds of football if you lose to any school named East Jesus State Tech University or whatever <laughs> then it's like oh sound the alarm sound the alarms it's not that way in college baseball because there's so many games if there were 12 games then we would be worried but then you wouldn't schedule these teams so um 
anyway, uh, uh, Drew Cristo got the win against that that first game against Grand Canyon City. He, he pitched for six innings. I thought he pitched pretty well from what I saw, at least the the little clips that I watched. But uh, yeah. It, to go two and one against a team is, is is fine and lose by two it ends up happening. You play that many games in a row and you get a little bit tired and that kind of stuff. But I mean it, it's baseball. It's just how it works. So uh, yeah, we'll see there. Uh, let's move on to some Husker softball. Um, the the Huskers are seven and five overall now. Better. Uh, they they started out last week not so great. They lost on Friday to uh, San Diego State three to two. They lost to UCLA eight to nine, and then they beat the crap out of Oregon yesterday six zero. Uh, they played they they played today at eleven versus Utah. So I'll check the score on that in a second. Uh, and then Sunday at one thirty. So they'll be starting here in just a few minutes. Uh, versus Cal State Fullerton. Uh, they're playing all these games in Cathedral City, California. Grandpa, your thoughts on Husker softball this week while I pull up this uh, Utah score real quick. Yeah, they, they played this uh, tournament out in, in uh, Cathedral City, California, and they they uh, had their first two games, San Diego State and UCLA, were both walk-off losses for the Huskers. Oh, no. So, I mean, that, I mean it's, a loss is a loss. It doesn't matter if it's 10 I by 10 or by one, but the fact that you start that tournament with, with two walk-off uh, losses is, has to be painful. But I think, I think probably Ronda Rovell is saying, Hey, you know, we're not that far away. Uh, we're, we're beating schools, warm weather schools are playing tough with them. Uh, and so I think they will be fine. And, and these, these preseason games are, are, are non-conference games are, you, you want to get your your team prepared to play in conference play. I mean that you're you're juggling lineups. You don't know um, how each player is going to be playing, and and maybe even what position. Sometimes uh, they'll move players around. So anyhow, it's it's I think it's fine. You we're going to sit there and contemplate. Well, if we had Jordy Ball, would we be twelve and zero? Probably not, but might be have a better record than seven and five. Yeah, definitely, and, and probably. I mean, that Oregon game was looking pretty good because Oregon was ranked number 23 coming into that game, and Nebraska just shut them out. Uh, yeah. UCLA was ranked number 19. You lose them on a walk-off. Okay, right. that's not bad either. Uh, the Utah score, they, Utah's ranked number 20. I, I'm i not seeing a score for that now. I can see if I can research that a little bit more later. But, um, I mean, these aren't bad teams that they're playing against, and this is going to look really good. Uh on their resume if they can win these last two games against Utah and Cal State Fullerton. So, um, I mean, as you said, Jordy Ball's here, probably not 7-5. and five. Uh, it would Probably win that game against San Diego State, probably win against UCLA, uh, and maybe beat New Mexico State a couple weeks ago. But other yeah. than that, I don't think we're beating Washington or Duke uh, in those games either. So, um be nice to have her back. I feel for her. She's been super, we were talking about this last week. She's been just super mature about the way she's handled the injuries and that kind of stuff. And, and just, uh, her kind of demeanor about it. And I've seen her posting on, uh, on X or on all these other social media sites, just really just supporting her team anyway, and retweeting things, uh, that are, uh, or reposting stuff that, uh, clips from games of highlights of her her teammates and just really uh, congratulating them through that or just trying to draw attention to that and it, it's just really admirable honestly and it, it's something that uh, it just shows what kind of a what kind of a uh, player and kind of person Jordy Ball is and just a testament to her character really of like 
when you tear an ACL, especially in the position she was in, it's very, very easy to uh, to under. It is also understandable to just be sad about it the entire time and kind of be like, not the entire time, but but just just be really broken up about it. Like this was just last week, really. I guess about two weeks ago, but still that she found out she wasn't playing for the rest of the season for a team that she had transferred into on purpose to play and really turn the program around. So, uh, I mean, I, I, uh, I really don't know what to say about, about her character, but it's just been uh really, really great to watch. So, um, all right. Your, any other thoughts about Husker baseball, Husker softball here, grandpa? No, just if we can get that uh, score of uh, the yeah, I'm not seeing the Utah game. I don't think yeah. it's not pulling up right now. So uh, yeah. we'll talk about it next week, though. We'll we'll start yeah. with that. Uh, we'll talk about the Grand Canyon game, the final one for the Huskers, which is uh, on ESPN Plus right now. Uh, but as soon as you guys listen to this, you will have known what the score of that game is. So we'll see. Uh, but uh, any other line items here you like to talk about, Grandpa? Any any Husker football stuff? Yeah, we got uh, Bill Belichick uh, is coming to speak. He's going to be the speaker at Nebraska's X and O's event at the Hawks Center April 5th and 6th. I don't know if he's speaking both days or he's speaking one of those. I don't know much about do – you, do you know anything about the X's and O's event? I don't really know. Well, it's I, it would be – it would be interesting to see. And, and, and Belichick was a, or is a big fan of Matt rule. He endorsed uh rule to, when he was looking into the Nebraska job. So that's kind of cool. They have a good, they have a longstanding relationship. And uh, I can't, I was thinking that if I'm a kid, uh, a, a future Husker player or, or maybe already on the team, I get a chance to, to meet and, and listen to Bill Belichick. I mean that's that has to be a pretty impressive uh, bit of uh, of uh, information that 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 he'll be able to disseminate to those players. I think that's just awesome. Oh, definitely, yeah. Um, and it, I I was just looking up what it is. It's basically just a meeting of coaching minds uh, for for the Huskers. So, um, yeah, having Bill Belichick talk there, holy cow! Like I I don't even play football, and I'd love to just go hear him talk and. I don't understand why he doesn't have a job in the NFL right now. That is my boggling to me uh, that he's not been hired yet. But uh, we'll see. That'll that'll be awesome for for those guys uh, to to get some experience with. But uh, yeah, definitely. Uh, next week, what we're going to talk about, uh, we're going to go through a projected uh, depth chart for the Husker football team. Kind of to start talking more about the spring game. Uh, Grandpa and I will be there. We'll get you more details about where you can find us. Just look for the old guy and the and the young kid that are hanging out. Uh, <laughs> the only two. <laughs> the walker in the wheelchair. I'll yeah, be <laughs> yeah, you can spot us pretty easily. Uh, <laughs> but uh, yeah, so we'll be there. But we'll give you guys more details for that. Uh, we're, we've been talking with Adrian Martinez or not Adrian Martinez. Uh, no, yes. Adrian. Oh my goodness. I don't know. I was trying to think Taylor Martinez for some second. Uh, goodness gracious. I need to get them confused. We need to stop recruiting quarterbacks that have the same name. Uh, yeah. but so we've been talking with him a little bit. Uh, we'll, we'll hopefully maybe get him on in two weeks. We'll give you guys an update with that, uh, next week, uh, as to, uh, the, the status of that interview because I know a lot of people love to hear from him and we'll talk mostly about his time at Nebraska and, and not that much about the time at K-State I'm sure he'd rather talk about the time at Nebraska anyway he also wants to talk about the UFL 
uh, which is starting a couple weeks from now, I believe. I believe March 30th. March, March 30th. 30th. So end of March, and, so about and, a month. And uh, Adrian, uh, they all meet in Arlington, Texas today for their, their camp. And all the teams are going to be staying in, the way I understand it, what he told me last Sunday when we talked, that they're staying in, uh, they'll be traveling out of Arlington, Texas, but they'll all the practicing will go on in Arlington and they will actually have away games and home games. Uh, unlike the USFL did a couple of years ago. Yeah. They had, they, I think most of the games were played in Birmingham, Alabama. Yep. And then yep. uh, Adrian is, uh, has been drafted by that same, the Birmingham stallions. And I believe there are eight teams, four from the USFL and four from the XFL. So it's going to be kind of interesting. Um, I, I can't wait to see Adrian play football again. I mean, I he was an exciting player. He's a oh, class yeah. kid. Um, just I wish him all the best. And I, I'm really looking forward. I the, the 40 minutes that we have to do our podcast will we'll just race by. We'll have so many yeah. questions. We'll probably have to have him on again at some time. Yeah, definitely. I mean, it's his – I want to talk with him about um, how he was recruited by Nebraska because Scott Frost was hired in December of 17. And then the next month here comes Adrian Martinez on campus. And, uh, you know, I, I I don't know if he was, if Scott Frost was uh, looking for Adrian to be the next McKenzie uh, Milton. Yeah. McKenzie Milton. And he was a, he was the straw that stirred the drink for Central Florida down there, and uh, so I don't. I'm really looking forward to that. I, we'll have a ton of questions, and I'm yeah, I'm excited about that. I think it'll be really really fun. Yeah, definitely. And I think we should also maybe try to we can I can I can reach out to Jordan Wester, our good friend Jordan Wester Campus, if he'd like to come back on for a third time and make it probably he's the, he's our longest tenured guest on the show by far. He's 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 our, we can call him our third co-host <laughs> at this point, honestly. But we'll see if we can also get him on. But that will probably be further down the line, and that's just fun to talk with him. He's got so many stories from his time at Nebraska. So yeah, he um, will. But, he will have been on. I believe you're right, three times because he was he was one of was he our first. He was our very first. Yep. And that came first. about, was it in February or is it January of 20? I believe it was February two. of 2022. Two. I yeah, think that's right. January so, of 22. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, yeah. So that'll be fun. We'll, we got a lot of good stuff coming up for you guys. So don't go anywhere during the off season. Uh, stay right here with, with, uh, with Will and Husker Dan on the uh, How About Them Huskers podcast. So, uh, all right. Well, I think that's all we have for you guys today. Don't want to stretch it out unnecessarily, but uh, have a great rest of your guys' week. Uh, we will be back next week uh, recapping these baseball games, hopefully recapping two Husker basketball wins, both putting teams at 20 uh, wins on the season. That'll be huge, huge, huge. We'll be so happy. Uh, if not, we'll be really sad and there'll be a sad. So no, I'm kidding. We'll still, we'll, we'll, we'll still dive into it as always. And, but, uh, before we go, tell your friends, tell your enemies, tell everyone about the show. We don't have advertising budgets or marketing campaigns going for us right now. So, uh, we, <laughs> only way this is spreading is word of mouth. So tell your friends, tell everybody about it. We'd love to grow the show and, 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 and build a bigger community for you guys so thank you again for listening grandpa thank you for taking the time with to talk to me today and as always go big red <laughs>